Bradley. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are uh, Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline and follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. Uh, we do have to thank our sponsors. They make it happen for us and they make it happen for you guys. And that includes Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plan. That's better health coverage for you, fbhp.com slash atoz and hughes and coleman injury lawyers the official injury lawyers of the titans if you've been injured in a car wreck get a free case consultation by calling 800-800-4600 so we're going to dive into derrick henry and and what he thinks about uh tim kelly there were the nfl honors last night patrick mahomes wins his second mvp of the league and and uh, the titans weren't really involved uh, in NFL honors whatsoever. Weren't really? No, uh, no they, they were not involved. Yeah, I mean, like, the only the only uh, you know NFL honors the Titans could have been a part of is, like, you know, Derrick Henry as a potential candidate for comeback player of the year and then also, like, worst collapse in the league uh, over the last two months. Yeah, they like don't that, give out trophies for that, though. Yeah, only your fantasy football team gets fully gets trophies like that. But before we hear from Derrick Henry, I, I do have to pay off the magic bucket. We'll see how much uh, louder I talk. Uh, by having to wear these things because now I can't really hear myself that well. So if I'm yelling, Zach, please just let me know uh, if I'm yelling extra loud. Well, you, uh, you could plug those in and use them. Yeah, I, I'm not going to. You ever do think that. about that? I did think about doing that, but I thought about it too late, and so then you know I already, <laughs> okay. I already had to. You climb thought of behind. it when I just said it, baby. No, I thought about it right before we were start, about to start the show, and I was like, I don't have time to go dig it out of the the. the well, I, I can hear you fine. You're you're talking normal. No, I know, so. I know you can hear me fine. I just don't want to yell too loud because now I can't really hear myself as well. So I'm be talking louder than normal. You could do the loud. DJ, like the the one open ear. Yeah, you DJ. Yeah. Like what, what, what request did you want? Yeah, 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 exactly. I, yeah. So there we go. Paying off the magic bucket uh, right there uh, with my oversized headphones uh, instead of my regular earpiece today. So Zach, let's, let's get in Dom's right. I, I'm already screaming. Uh, yes, that's, that's for sure. So let's hear from Derek Henry who caught up with t- Tennessee Titans.com uh, writer, Jim Wyatt at the Super Bowl this week, talking about the, promotion and hiring of Tim Kelly as Titans offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, love love Tim, man. And um, I feel like Tim has a bright mind. Actually, you know, going against him when he was with the Texans, I felt like he always had a great game plan against us. And, you know, watching uh, the Texans throughout the years, when he was an OC, like he always did a great job with Deshaun and the guys that he had. So excited to have Tim aboard as OC. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a great dude. Yeah, you know, I, I always told him, though, him being on the opposite sideline with the Texans, having that big beard, he looked mean and, like, he ain't talked much. But actually, you know, him being on staff and being around him a lot, he's a he's a great guy, uh, has a great personality. And, um, you know, we have a good, good relationship throughout, throughout the season, just joking and getting to, getting to know one another. So I'm excited to have him on board as OC. So excited to have uh, Tim Kelly on board as OC and saying that he loves Tim. Uh, so Derek Henry uh, gives the endorsement uh, for Tim Kelly as offensive coordinator. Your thoughts? Here, here's my issue, Austin. Uh, you know, Derek Henry now and, and Mike Vrabel. You know, they keep bringing up the the time he had with the mm-hmm. Texans. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. What about the time he's been in the damn building? Like, we'll talk about what he did this past offseason to help the offense. What did he do? Like, that is something that I really have – I would love to get a an answer from Mike Vrabel or anybody in the damn building. What the hell did Tim Kelly do last year? Like, you and and I, in in the press conference, they kind of pushed Vrabel on like, well, you know, we saw him at practice, the, the portions that the media were available to, and he's working with tight ends. But, like, what did he do? Because the, the, the offense was 30th in the league. They were terrible with points per game. They never beat a team with a winning record. They yep. lost seven straight games. Their offensive coordinator was criticized from start to finish. Regardless, he had one good game against the Green Bay Packers. And the other time, we're screaming from the rooftops on how bad Todd Downing was. He's fired. But why are these guys, and this is a serious question, why are they not talking about what Tim Kelly did inside the building? Why are they reverting back to facing him with the Texans? Well, He's been in-house. Yeah, but I, I think the reason why that keeps coming up is what I feel like we've been talking about the last couple of days is that Tim Kelly is the offensive coordinator now. And so Mike Vrabel and Derek Henry are both talking about what they know about him as an offensive coordinator. And, and that's what I said, that like I feel like Mike Vrabel yesterday told us that it wouldn't have made a difference if he would have promoted Tim Kelly in season, which I, I think we both disagree with. Yeah, because we don't have an answer why. Yeah, right. But I, <laughs> but I, I, again, I'm trying to justify with Mike Vrabel's words on what I think Mike Vrabel, how he got to this decision. Um, so I feel like they are banking. Vrabel and the rest of this, the Titans are banking on what they saw from Tim Kelly as Texans play caller. That they that that information, <clears throat> that three years of data, was enough to make them feel good about the move. But it wasn't good enough for them to hire him directly as an offensive coordinator, and no, it but, wasn't good I, enough for them to promote him when their offense was terrible. Yeah, and it again, doesn't like it, it doesn't align. I, 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 I agree. I agree. I'm just telling you what Mike Vrabel is telling us, and we talked about this yesterday. It's that Vrabel, maybe Vrabel did not want to ruin what he thinks about Tim Kelly by having Tim Kelly take over for Todd Downing with the combination of Malik Willis and Josh Dobbs at quarterback with Dennis Daly at left tackle with whoever else is playing on the interior offensive line because Ben Jones got a concussion with a concussed Traylon Burks and relying on Robert Woods and uh, NWI wide receiver uh, later on. Like maybe it's just because they did not want to expose Tim Kelly in a negative light because the offense was so abysmal in the last few games. But what was Tim Kelly doing in the building and, and, last and, year? And Mike Vrabel was asked that and talked about that. And Mike Vrabel said Tim Kelly was a part of the look ahead process of helping scout the, to the next the week, year <laughs> no, to the, yeah, to, to the next week. Um, and that Tim Kelly was also involved in the first and second down pass game plan uh, throughout the week in orchestrating and building that game plan. But again, like I said a couple days ago, just because Tim Kelly built the first and second down pass game plan doesn't mean Todd Downing called the plays that Tim Kelly 
built, right? Or called the game plan because Todd Downing was the final decision maker when it comes to play calls. I understand that. I think my frustration is stemmed by all of the reporters that were supporting the staff the other day. Yeah. Well, they were asking the right questions. Yes. Like, they these were. were the correct questions. The reason why the Titans, and look, the Titans are not stupid. The PR team is not dumb. The reason why they had the press conference at 4.30, just hours after that they elevated Tim Kelly, is because they were going to have some concern. The public was going to question. So they finally get into a room or into a Zoom, a virtual room, and they ask all the questions like, why is this the perfect fit? Why did you not elevate him at the time when the offense wasn't doing well? Mm -hmm. What was he doing last year? They asked all of those questions, and Austin, we can sit here and say that we have zero answers. No, no. I Mike Vrabel clearly answered what was Tim Kelly's role last year, and I just told you what Vrabel said. He clearly answered that. But he, he didn't did not, affect it in that much of a positive way if they were losing games that's because he and they wasn't, couldn't score Zach, He wasn't calling plays. Like, And Mike Vrabel also did say that Tim Kelly was not calling plays. He made that very clear. Todd Downing was the play caller. And that was the biggest problem. The biggest problem with the Titans offense outside of quarterback health and offensive line health were, was the in-game play calling. And Tim Kelly had zero responsibility with that. Zero. And so Mike Vrabel answered those questions. He didn't answer the one about why not give Tim Kelly an audition and try to actually make the playoffs. He didn't answer that at all. He skated around it and thanked Sam for showing up to the Zoom. But he answered to what Tim Kelly was doing. And so I don't know what else you want from that aspect. Tim Kelly, during practice, was helping the tight ends and basically being the Dwight Schrute to Luke Steckel at tight end coach during practice because Mike Vrabel said they want to have people doing something during their practice time. But outside of that, he was looking ahead and scouting for the following week and building the first and second down pass game plan. But if he what was else so, do you want? Because if he was so good at offensive coordinating and play calling as he was with the Texans, like Derrick Henry and Mike Vrabel are screaming But again, that wasn't his job. That wasn't his job. But I, I, I know, but that was, that was the poor decision. Like, you're now screaming how well of an offensive coordinator he is, Right. So this is where my issue lies. We are here, and we can play Derrick Henry again because he said something very similar to Mike Vrabel. He looked back at when he was calling plays and how how difficult it was to go up all against right. a play caller right, of right. that ilk. So, like, all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll play we'll play the Derrick Henry uh, conversation or, or video again, and I think Connor has a good comment that I want to read, and we'll dive into that. Uh, but first, let me tell everybody – about our friends and sponsors at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt life, you have to go to the Bone and Joint Institute. They will get you back to health. They've got the specialists, the doctors that know how to deal with any type of injury you possibly have and help you find that right path uh, to get there. If it's surgery, they've got the surgery centers. If it's just rehab or both, they've got that there on campus in Franklin. If you want to avoid surgery, they've got ways to do that too. So boneandjointtn.org is where to go. So check them out in Franklin, Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports were powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code this week, which is stellar. And 
you know, when it comes to SB1000, that's SB1000, you get up to 1000 in bonus bets if you are the first, if, you, if your first big game bet misses. That's BetMGM. That's SB1000. We have a special bonus code this week. I was, I was a winner again last night. I am rolling hot, baby. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is, man, I'm hot. And so BetMGM, you can get hot with BetMGM SB1000. That is the bonus code for new users. Download the app today. I don't think that bode well, bodes well for you on Sunday. But let's hear from Derek Henry again, talking to Jim White about Tim Kelly. Uh, yeah, love, love Tim, man. And um, I feel like Tim has a bright mind. Actually, you know, going against him when he was with the Texans, I felt like he always had a great game plan against us. And, you know, watching uh, the Texans throughout the years, he was an OC. Like, he always did a great job with Deshaun and the guys that he had. So, excited to have Tim aboard as OC. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a great dude. Yeah, you know, I, I always told him, though, him being on the opposite sideline with the Texans, having that big beard, he looked mean and, like, he ain't talk much. But actually, you know, him being on staff and being around him a lot, he's a he's a great guy, uh, has a great personality. And, um, you know, we had a good, good relationship throughout, throughout the season, just joking and getting to, getting to know one another. So, I'm excited to have him on board as OC. So Derek Henry's excited to have him on board. He sounded a lot like uh, Mike Vrabel and 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 really. What else uh, are you gonna say? Citing, I mean, well, I mean, he's citing the the Texans play calling, right? Which we know, right? And so you have a problem with that. That that's all the Titans are are citing is Tim Kelly did a good job as play caller with the Texans. Well, my my problem is is if he was so good and so great and so stellar with the Texans as a play caller. Why was the decision not made? If he was that good, if you're going to sing exactly, from the ra- rafters, no, but like, again, we talk about last season being in hand. It wasn't out of hand. They were in the driver's seat for the majority, well, for the entire damn season until week 18. Well, they were right? still in the driver's seat in week 18. All they had to do was win, right? I mean, so that's still there. They just so lost. the entire season, yes. they were in the driver's seat. Yes. And, and, if he was, and so I, I guess my, again, my problem is that you're, you're praising this guy for how great of a play caller he was with the Texans, but you weren't willing to put him in control when you needed him the most. And again, I think it's, I know I'm, I, I, there's no answer. It's, I, it is what it is. To, I'm not trying to defend Mike Vrabel's non-decision to fire Todd Downing early, but that's what it is. And I think Connor I think, in my opinion, nailed it. Tim Kelly is guilty by association. That Tim, I, I think Tim Kelly, if if Todd Downing was fired after the Bengals lost in the playoffs and Tim Kelly was elevated or hired from that Texan staff, because why was Tim Kelly available? Tim Kelly was available because the entire Texan staff got fired under one-year head coach David Culley. So that's how Kelly was available. If that's when Tim Kelly was brought on, nobody would have a problem with it. Nobody would have a problem with Tim Kelly if he wasn't on this the staff this past year. But because he was on the offensive coaching staff, uh, helping and working know, with I mean, Todd maybe. Downing, who was the decision maker, he is now guilty by that association in, in Titans fans' minds. So he's and, the guy in the back seat driving away after a bank robbery. No, he, that's he, a he, complete he, jump. Dude, I that's, mean, guilty by association. He's just there. Like, I'm, I'm asking. That's not exactly. Is he just the random accomplice? No, I don't think you. 
I don't think but that's you, guilty by association. Yeah, but I just happened stretching. to be in the car. You're, I didn't. I didn't rob the bank. I didn't. I wasn't driving the car. But Zach, you're talking about a crime versus uh, not doing that, a good but job. But it's guilty by association. That's yeah. The I know, but there's a massive difference in robbing a freaking bank and then being a part of a project that didn't go very well. But it's guilty by association. You're looking at the the wrong term. No, I understand that, but you're taking it into a completely different like circumstance. But it's guilty by association. No, I'm not taking it differently. That's what it is. That's what it represents. That, that you can sigh. I'm no, just asking. I'm very, what I'm is very, that guilty? Guilty by association. If that's what you're saying, is that he's just an innocent bystander that got caught up in the wrong car? No, he was on. I mean, just if a is Jeffrey Simmons bad? Is Jeffrey no. Simmons bad? Yeah, is Jeffrey Simmons a bad football player? No. No, right. But he was a part of a bad football team. So is he guilty by association? But that's he was what, actually playing. What was Tim Kelly doing? It's like that's that's my that's my comparison to your bank robbery thing. That's a lot better. But he's a starter on a football team. That's why it doesn't make sense. Tim Kelly, what was he doing? Like, what his role was less than Je- uh, Jeffrey Simmons. That's why that analogy doesn't make okay. sense. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons plays every. He affects the game. How much did Tim Kelly affect the game? that wasn't his job like his job description was not to call plays like what do you under what do you not understand affecting the game you could do it in a different way there are roles right that's what we're talking about his role was not adequate enough he was super good at calling plays he was stellar at calling plays with the texans he was a threat to the tennessee titans when he was an offensive coordinator at one point but he was not good enough at the time when the Titans needed a better play call. No, that's not what Mike Vrabel. And and this is what we don't know. And we talked about this a little bit. Some yesterday touched on it. How much did the DUI of Todd Downing kind of have the Titans by the gonads, right? Because if, I mean, seriously, I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, if, if Todd Downing didn't have a DUI, it's probably a lot easier to fire him. But when you have an, a DUI with an NFL investigation where an, an employee was uh, drinking on uh, company property or company uh, land, then that's a problem, right? So maybe that's a big reason of why Tim Kelly was not elevated. And it's also Mike Vrabel being stubborn about but, it. Too. No, but Mike Vrabel told us that it just wouldn't have mattered. Which which we both disagree with. So now you flip me in the situation where I'm having to somewhat defend Mike Vrabel's lack of decision, which I'm not. I just don't think that should be a negative mark against Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly did not have the power or control to impact the Titans offense last season like Todd Downing was. Todd Downing and, and Mike Vrabel, they held the Titans offense back because Mike Vrabel kept Todd Downing in play calling control. And Tim Kelly's job the whole season was to scout a week ahead and to implement the first and second down pass game plan. And that's it. That's what, that's what his job was. That, that was the job. And then at practice, he helped Luke Steckel <laughs> with tight ends. Because everybody needs a... He, he helped with tight ends so that the play caller couldn't throw the tight ends the ball as much. I mean, but like, you know... I, it's a joke, but... But, you know, it's, most position groups have two people that are coaching that position group during individual period. You know, there is an assistant wide receiver coach. There is an assistant offensive line coach. There's an assistant outside linebackers coach, but there wasn't an assistant tight ends coach. So Tim Kelly needs something to do 
to help during practice, and that's where they put him. And it, it makes sense, though, because the tight ends have a lot to do with both the pass game and the run game. So I, I don't think – I don't like the fact that Tim Kelly was helping with tight ends during practice is being a joke. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, that it, makes it, logical sense to me. I guess because, my, the, because the coordinator is spending the most of the time with the quarterback's coach and the quarterbacks because that's what the coordinator should be doing. The passing game coordinator? Yes. Shouldn't he be analyzing the person passing the football and catching the football? But Zach, not just one group. But Zach, we're talking about ninety minutes a day during practice. Like you know, and Mike Vrabel talked about it, it's more than eight a.m. to four p.m. Yes. So for for a ninety-minute period, Tim Kelly and really, honestly, for ten minutes of individual drills, Tim Kelly's helping the tight ends three days a week. Zach, let's so let's let's stop overblowing this. Three days a week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tim Kelly spends 10 to 15 minutes assisting the tight ends during individual period. And then guess what? He went on to doing his other job, his main job of being the pass game coordinator. And he was doing other things, but the media doesn't get to see I, that. I get during that. Pra- my my whole point is, is that now they're singing how good of an offensive coordinator and a play caller he was and is. And he was on the staff and they chose not to use him. That's my point. I, there's again, nothing. There's nothing more. There's nothing more. There's nothing less. That's the reason why I'm more up in arms of what we've talked about, and we're about to move on because I and I would, we can move forward and say, look, Tim Kelly's the offensive coordinator. The decisions have happened. It is what it is. Right? You can't do anything about it. How is he now going to affect it? That is my singular issue, though. Is I've now heard the star football player Derrick Henry and the head coach, the decision maker, both sing the praises of this individual on how good of a play caller he was, yet the decision maker chose not to put him in a place when needed the most at a time that they could go win a division and and make the playoffs, in which Mike Vrabel all year, regardless if they were injured or healthy, that's what the goal of the team was, is to win the division, make the playoffs, and make a Super Bowl run, right? That's the goal. And that didn't happen. So I'm just analyzing the past. Now I think it's time to look towards the future and see what the hell Tim Kelly, if he's so good, what can he do so well with this team that we really don't know the roster to? One thing we do know is Derrick Henry is going to be in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, it's Ryan said there's a couple of super chats that we missed to read. So I'm going to go back to that. Uh, Kane says, Zach and Austin, why don't you attend a press conference and ask Ravel these questions? Well, it's because that's not our job with our company. Uh, we have other responsibilities for our company, and that's what Sam's job is with A to Z Sports. And Sam was there to ask that follow-up question, and I had a conversation with Sam, game planning several different question approaches uh, before the press conference so we can make sure that we collectively get answers that we need. And I think the, the answer to Kane's question is, Sam, the representative of A to Z Sports, asked the question, these questions. Yes, yes. Like Sam, we're not, that's why I complimented the reporters for doing their job. It was the answers that were not fully answered, right? I mean, and we we know that we played that earlier this week. So again, there's a time to move on. Vrabel's not going to go back and answer him anymore. So that is what it is. Again, I hate keep saying it is what it is. But that's just the facts. What has happened, what has transpired is not going to change. The Super Bowl is Sunday. 
or the big game is Sunday, however you want to call it. And then the next day you move on and you're that much closer to 2023. Yeah. Ryan says, uh, if your QB doesn't go through his reads, no coordinator fixes it. I mean, in, in the game. Yeah. But you, the, the point is to coach up the quarterback to go through the reads better. So, but your point is taken Ryan um, overall on that. Uh, so those, the super chats that we missed um, earlier on uh, there. And I thought, I, I do think, uh, Trey uh, nailed this too. Uh, we have no idea what uh, what Tim Kelly is a play caller. Uh, Arthur Smith was on staff with Rubisky. Was he terrible? No, so, right? So that's a good example of what you're saying here. Tim Kelly, guilty by association with Todd Downing, but Arthur Smith, who is a proven to be good play caller, was on the offensive coaching staff with Terry Rubisky, who is a bad play caller. So just because Arthur Smith is under... Terabisky doesn't mean that he's a there's a, a difference though. I mean it's you're not sitting here saying how good Arthur Smith is as a play caller before he gets an opportunity to call plays. But again, we've that's said that's what's that, that, but there's a difference. You that has apples and oranges, it's not the same. It's not. I mean, you can choose Arthur to Smith had never called plays before. Yes, but again, like that doesn't mean that Arthur Smith will be bad because he was under a bad coach. But but the Titans did not think that Arthur Smith was this great play caller before he got the job. Well, in, the Titans in, currently think that Tim Kelly is a great play caller prior to him getting the job. That's the difference. I I, I just got to state facts. Yes, but again, I don't think but I, I don't think you should knock Tim Kelly for not doing that this past season because that wasn't his job. All Tim Kelly could do is do his job to his abil- to his ability and we don't know what he what he did. I know the Titans are saying Todd, that he could do better than the guy who previously. Right, I know that, and we and everybody watches our show knows that I've been saying fire Todd Downing since like November of 2021. I mean, so like I I think it's I think we know that Todd Downing was a bad play caller, and a lot of people would be bad play caller or better play callers than Todd Downing. He'll ask the Raiders fan base for what happened in 2017, and so go. You know, we've seen and known that Todd Downing is not a good play caller. Tim Kelly, we've seen that he's done some good things with quarterbacks like Davis Mills as a rookie. And then what he did with Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, before the off field stuff got in the way. And I will agree with this. And then we'll go to our question, get the chat involved. You know, Tress follows up and says the bar is pretty low to do better. That is true. Yeah. Bu- Todd Downing set the bar. It, can you score 17.5 points per game? Can sure you do more than so. that? Can you be better than the 30th ranked offense or the 28th ranked passing offense, whatever, like you're at the bottom of the league. So you're competing with all of the teams that are picking top five, top six, top seven. I, the bar is low. So that's a good thing for Tim Kelly. And I think that's what we talked about. That was Mike Vrabel's strategy. In my opinion, this is not his words. These are mine. That was his strategy to set Tim Kelly up for success instead of failure at the cost of the 2022 season. All right, now let's get to this. How should Tim Kelly use Derrick Henry differently within the Titans offense? How should Tim Kelly use Derrick Henry differently within the Titans offense? But Zach, tell everybody about how you went different with your health plan and you're winning the benefits here. Yeah, I really did. I feel like Derrick Henry is my health plan. I'm running over fools because I got better covers than everybody else, right? Boom, bad plan, bad plan, stiff arm, bad plan. I got the good plan. I'm 22 running down the sidelines. You could be 22 running down the sidelines with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Health, dental, vision, better service, better coverage, better rates. I get all three with Farm Bureau Health Plans. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. 
this is serious. If you are in the state of Tennessee, take a long, hard look at your health plan and look at Farm Bureau health plans. They can get you a quote. You can, and the quote is free. I mean, you, you don't have to make a decision. And then I do believe once you get the quote, you'll make the decision, the right decision, the decision that I made and switch your coverage, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're married with kids, they have the perfect plan for you. That's fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Download the BetMGM app. And Zach talked earlier, there's a great opportunity to join this for the big game on Sunday with two different ways. Zach talked earlier about SB1000, where you can go big with it with, uh, with bonus bets uh, up to $1,000 if your first bet misses. You can go a little more carefully. If you are if you don't want to go big like SB1000, you can still win easily with SB100. Here's what you do. You download the BetMGM app. Uh, you sign up with code SB100. That's SB100. You make your first deposit and your first real money wager. You put $10 down on the money line for Sunday. So one team to win. And it doesn't matter if that outcome happens for you because you will automatically win $100 in bonus bets uh, when a single touchdown is scored in the game on Sunday. Doesn't matter what team, doesn't matter what player who scores a touchdown, you get $100 in bonus bets in your account with BetMGM. That's when you sign up with bonus code SB100. A $10 Moneyline wager wins $100 when a touchdown is scored automatically. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. First online real one, real money wager only. Rewards issued with knowledge of bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So the question that's been, you know, kicked down the road a little bit because of our other conversation about Tim Kelly. Uh, what, uh, Excuse me. How should Tim Kelly use Derrick Henry differently within this Titans offense? As you know, Derrick Henry said a couple times now that we've played it, uh, that he likes what he's seen from Tim Kelly when it comes to a offensive coordinator in the past. So the chat going to the chat, uh, Brent starts off says, "Gotta have players to be successful." Titans offensive line and wide receiver group was among the worst in the NFL, which was yep. true. And so the surrounding pieces, I think where Brent is going, less first down run plays from Pistol, uh, pass the ball on first down from Alonzo, should uh, give him help with the passing game from Jason, more screen passes from Roberto right there, uh, keep him in on third downs from Alex, don't get cute, use the Hall of Fame back on third and one. There's Bork Borkington, which I think we've all kind of said throughout the course of the season. More zone running plays. Uh, use him less on first down from Martin. Third down from Kelvin. Uh, maybe actually disguise the run from Richie. Get Derrick Henry into open spe- space from Jason. Run the offense around Hen- Henry and not through him. <laughs> Other people on the offense pass the damn ball. Jeff mentions he can't pass block, probably responding maybe to that third down uh, comment. Uh, Being smart, pass the ball so the draws are viable plays. Uh, So Martin bringing up that. Henry in the slot, what a bulldozer. That's a unique. Ditch the pitch from Denise. Zach, toss no moss. Toss no moss. Please, 
no more Derrick Henry toss plays. <laughs> that that's just one little thing that I would like to see. Uh, Tress says get Burks involved with uh, zone runs, screen passes, and play action. Use Henry for what he does well, but use him as a decoy. Uh, don't be predictable when he's on and off the field. So a lot of good quality. You know, this is an open-ended question. Yeah. Royce has used Hilliard on first downs. Uh, so that's a unique way of uh, an approach. What I, I think a lot of this was an open-ended question, but I think yeah. the chat actually took and ran with it with a lot of yeah. different answers. Austin, what is your answer for this yeah. question? The, the toss no moss is my novelty answer, but my real answer is you know to to go off of the comment there that said uh, use uh, D, uh, you know Hilliard on first down uh, with Roy. I think it was I, you know I disagree with that. I think Derek Henry needs to be on the field in most situations that are not predictable run versus pass. Like if Derrick Henry is on the field on first and 10, that's good. Derrick Henry also needs to be on the field in third and three and shorter, because those are situations that could be runs or could be passes. And Derrick Henry on the field, I think is he's, you know, Hilliard lends more towards pass Henry maybe more towards run, but you have to find a better balance of run versus pass with Henry on the field in those down and distant spots. And so I have, I've got kind of two rules that I think Tim Kelly needs to go by when Derrick Henry is on the field. And it is being more balanced on first and 10 run versus pass. That is rule number one. But rule number two is you still need to run the ball with Derrick Henry on first down. And my second rule is, when Derrick Henry is running the ball in first and 10 and gains five or more yards, run it again. So again, I'll set it my, my, my rule. When Derrick Henry carries the ball in first and 10 and gains five or more yards, run it on second down. Don't do something on second and four or second and five that will put you in third and four or third and five. Run the ball again, just with a guy who gave you five plus yards to see if you avoid third down or get to third and conflict. Right. I, I think those are the two things I want to see. What do you want them to do on third and conflict? Have Derek Henry on the field. So you're and, run, run, run. I mean, but, that, but that's what you're time. setting up. I, I know no, no, but no, no, that's no, what you're no. saying. I, I just no, want to clarify. I, I think. When, because you know, they were way too heavy running first and 10 with Henry. And so that needs to be, you know, it, let's just say it was 70, 30, which I don't think that's exactly how high it was. Let's say it was 65, uh, 35 uh, run on first down. It needs to be very, very close to 50, 50, but on that 50% of Derek Henry run plays, if he gains five or more run on second down, because now keep that momentum going. We know what Derek Henry is when he gets that momentum, but if it's, if okay, in that hypothetical, let's say Derek gains five yards on first down, it's second and five, run him again. If he gains two yards, now it's third and three, keep him on the field, and then just you can you have your playbook open. Third and three or shorter is a good thing to be in because you can run, you can do zone read with your quarterback, you can do quick uh pass route concepts. You could take a deep shot, depending if you're on that no man's land, not field goal position, and maybe four down territory. But being in third and three or shorter is a good spot. My point is, avoid 
second and five turning into third and five or longer. And I think if you follow my rule, then you're going to avoid those situations more often than they have been. So repeat the question for me. The question specifically, how should Tim Kelly use Derrick Henry differently within the offense? My answer, and this is the evolution of Derrick Henry as a running back as he grows older within his career and really within the Titans offense of what we've seen him have success with. I think that the Titans can change the complete dynamic of their offensive scheme by finding a way to have successful runs from Derrick Henry from non-traditional running back formations. And how I mean by that is we've seen over the last several years certain formations that you could bet your mortgage that they're running the football. Yeah. Derrick Henry's getting the football. And it could be a two-yard loss, could be a two-yard gain, could be a 75-yard touchdown, could be a five-yard loss, whatever it is. But when they're in that formation, Austin, you and I, we've watched a lot of games together. You look at each other, his run. Mm-hmm. Tim Kelly has got to find a way to have Derrick Henry be successful in non-traditional Derrick Henry running formations. That is my answer. And if that happens, that opens up a lot of things for this offense. Mm-hmm. It opens up a lot of things for the wide receivers, the tight ends, the threats to a defense. And really what it does is it makes and forces the defense to think. And when a defense thinks, there's an opportunity for them to make the wrong decision. And that's where Derrick Henry can kill you. So yeah. that, that is my thought out answer. And yeah. I stand by that. Now, I don't know how that can be accomplished, if that will be accomplished, what formation that is. But I've seen enough of Derrick Henry and I've seen enough offenses around Derrick Henry. That is my answer. I think uh, personnel is very important when it comes to being able to execute that, right? Absolutely. It's, it's who is on, who are the, the, you know, you get five skill players to be on the field with your offensive line and your quarterback. If Derrick Henry is one of those five, who are the other four guys? Mm-hmm. And the other four guys need to be able to line up in a bunch of different ways. And that's where I like the idea of Chiga Conquo and what he's going to, it has the potential to become um, with being a versatile piece that could create a lot of different formations with the same personnel groupings. And so who is the other tight end? It cannot be Jeff Swain for the love of everything. Jeff Swain needs to go somewhere else in the upcoming football season. I don't care if he goes to the XFL if he goes to another NFL team, if he goes to the CFL up north, but he does not need to be a member of the Tennessee Titans tight end group because he is a predictable piece. Mm-hmm. Just like Anthony Ferkser was a predictable piece in the other direction, mm-hmm. Swain doesn't need to be a part of it. You got to get better than average blocking tight end who is your best blocking tight end, Jeff Swain. But that's that goes to my point is yeah. that that is the traditional running formation. Yeah, but it's two run, tight ends. run, 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 run. Like they, it, there's probably a 70 to 80% chance that the defense is thinking run pre snap, and there's a 95% chance that it is a run. And that's why I was so excited, Zach. When we, like, let's, you know, rewind to August. Do you remember how jacked up I was? about the combo of Austin Hooper and Chig 
remember how excited I because of what they showed like in early August and it just whatever happened happened and you saw Austin Hooper and Chig make plays more consistently down the stretch, but they lost a lot of that opportunity early on. And I because those two, you know, proto, prototypical tight ends of can block, can line up in line, can line up H back, can go slot, can go wide. Now you've got two tight end sets that can look three wide and look four wide. And so, you know, Austin Hooper, there's a decision that needs to be made there, but you've got Chig that is a big bright spot that can really help out um, down the road with making this offense less predictable. I mean, so there's two, there's another show, but two question marks on the offense. I mean, you know, you know that Chig is going to be there. You know that Traylon Burks is going to be there, right? Yeah. Besides that, I think there's other, a lot of question marks, right? Well, you know, Kyle Phillips is going to be there because he's a fifth round contract. For how long? You don't know. Well, (laughs) At least two more years, right? No, I'm talking about injury. But um, that that is, I think, there will be different pieces. I think Robert Woods is in question. I think Austin Hooper is obviously in question. Jeff Swaim is in question. NWI. NWI is in question. So, like, God that's forbid, what Cody we Hollister. What do we know? <laughs> yeah. uh, you sprinkle in Kyle Phillips, but Traylon Burks and Chigakonkwo, the two rookies that they went to war with last year, weren't good enough to win them enough games. They will improve or should improve in their sophomore season. And who are you going to surround the, uh, who's going to be your quarterback and who you're going to help Derek in. Yeah. Everything I said about Jeff Swaim, uh, you know, take Swaim's name out and insert Cody Hollister. And it's the same thing. Um, so there you go. Well, Cody was better than Chris Conley, you boy. <laughs> no, Chris Conley dropped a pass against the chiefs that, it could have proven you correct. Yeah, I know. And then he caught a ridiculous pass yeah. like three weeks later. I'm like, what too, the hell? Like, where late. was that? <laughs> too oh, bad, my. so sad. I know, like three weeks late. Oh, man. Uh, Troy says, you mentioned Cody Hollister's name again, Austin. He's going to lose it. Uh, and, uh, Troy, I will try to refrain. He was he was what they had to work with. Yeah, and again, that's they need to avoid those situations. They, well, that's why they fired their general manager. And that's why Des Fitzpatrick was such a, an abomination of a draft pick because Des Fitzpatrick should not allow Cody Hollister to have a roster spot. But Des and, Fitzpatrick is worse. Well, you know, uh, Richie says, Racy McMath, no bueno. You know, he was riddled with injury, too. No, so that's, like, he says, uh, Racy McMath, no, no baño, which means no bathroom. Uh, that's so he, uh, it's a Spanish, uh, you know, no baño. I mean... Little typo in in Espanol there that says racing McMath doesn't go to the bathroom versus racing McMath no bueno no good. There's there's a very very big difference there, Rich. I don't know Spanish. <laughs> I mean that's Richie the said only race- word that I know in Spanish is is adios. <laughs> <laughs> yes, racing McMath uh, no no bathroom for. Or racing. but was it a mistype? No, it was a typo. It was absolutely a typo. He meant bueno, but well, I said so I corrected him. Oh man, that was kind of funny. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and switch gears here uh, to the game on Sunday. We have not talked about this at, really at all since uh, the Monday after when we spent time talking about AJ Brown. But the simple question: Who you got? Who you got on Sunday? Eagles uh, minus one and a half favorites on the BetMGM app versus Patrick Mahomes, the MVP uh, crowned last night of the NFL at the NFL honors who you got Eagles or chiefs again, Eagles minus one and a half on the bet MGM app. Uh, so we'll get to your answers here in a second. I'm going to tell you guys 
about Houston Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And if you get injured in a car wreck, you need to go to Houston Coleman to get all the money you deserve for that unfortunate event because that can change your life. And so make sure you don't accept what might sound like a lot of money but really doesn't cover all of what you might lose uh, from that car injury, uh, from that injury in a car wreck. Hughes and Coleman is where to go. The official injury lawyers of the Titans for a free case consultation. Go call 800-800-4600. They've recovered over a billion dollars for their clients across Tennessee and the Kentucky and can do the same thing for you. Again, 800-800-4600. That's the phone number for a free case consultation. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. It is eSports are powered by BetMGM. Download that app right now after the show. Use the bonus code SB1000. Special bonus code SB1000 to get up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first big game bet misses. So this is the time. You can put it on the Eagles. You can put it on the, the Chiefs, whoever it is. But that bonus, that bonus code is huge, SB1000. For the big game, that's BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, so who you got? We're just going to go who you got, Eagles or Chiefs. Uh, right now, the Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the BetMGM app. That money line is minus 125. So uh, there's some interesting opportunity with kind of a coin toss uh, type of uh, a game here. Zach, I'll send you to the chat. What do you what are you seeing from the people? Because Titans fans, I think, are torn on this because you've got A.J. Brown – a potential to win a ring in his first year with the Eagles after a trade that all Titans fans are, you know, really regretting and, and mad about. Then Brett Kern, who I think you would want to see win. And then the Chiefs, who are an AFC powerhouse that could win another Super Bowl uh, here with Patrick Mahomes. And the Titans are going to have to run in uh, to the Chiefs a lot more often than they're going to have to run into the Eagles. Yeah. And this is a, you know, a swing game for a, franchise because Patrick Mahomes either two and one or one and two right? right like it's it's one of those things where you're now working behind the eight ball of he got one early can he get another one and do you wind up like you know one of the I mean he's going to be an all-time great quarterback we already that's already been established but is he going to stack up the rings right or is he going to have like the two Peyton Manning. maybe yeah who knows right now, Peyton Manning never lost a Super Bowl but he only got to two, correct? Yeah, Peyton Manning lost. No, he team. lost once. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, so, he's he, two, so he was two and one. That's right. But still not enough for what Peyton Manning's career was. What you would have thought Tom Brady, you know, at the right? beginning, right? Exactly. Yeah, because of yeah. Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. So what's the uh, chat saying? Troy says Eagles. Orlando says Chiefs. Pistol goes Eagles. Casey from Guy. Fly Eagles 5 from Chris. Dadson says Eagles. Eagles by 10. From Darren Rambo says the Eagles, Eagles, AJ Brown. So John, research a uh, little, little cheering for AJ right there. Ken says Chiefs. Connor says Eagles. Denise says might not even watch. Uh, Kenny says Eagles. Really? Happy for Kern and AJ from Roy. Chiefs from Uncle Joe. Chiefs from Ryan. Also from Ken. Let's see. Chiefs coming in from Billy. Michael. Uh, a couple of Eagles from Jay and Alonzo. So I think it's pretty split. Uh, this is a good matchup. I mean, it's the two number one seeds, the two teams with buys, mm -hmm. the two teams that came in. One had a close game against the Bengals, which was really great to watch in the AFC Championship game. The other one was facing a fourth-string quarterback, and you know the 49ers were a shell of themselves after Brock Purdy went out. 
the Eagles have been the best team in the NFL pretty consistently throughout, right? Mm -hmm. The AFC was better than the NFC, though, right? I think as no a doubt. whole of no the doubt. top teams. Yeah. So really good matchup that, you know, that pair, the two number one teams against each other. Yeah, Fleetwood Titan says the Chiefs, the Eagles are not ready yet. Uh, look, Zach, I think it's obvious. I, I am rooting for the Eagles because of my family ties. We are an Eagles household uh, because my a wife's family from Philly. Excited about that. I know uh, she'll be rocking her, her Eagles jersey. I know my brother-in-law will be rocking his old school Brian Dawkins jersey that was once my father-in-law's. Uh, so we are an Eagles household. Looking forward to that. Uh, to hopefully uh, having a second Super Bowl uh, celebration in the last five years, uh, which would be a lot of fun for us. So, you know, I, I am, I, I am, I am on the ledge of having chiefs fatigue and, you know, we all, you always have that with dynasties, like the Spurs. Bama Clemson. Yes. The Spurs. I got fatigued real quick by <laughs> well, Duncan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were boring too, but Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu, all them, uh, I never got fatigued by the Bulls in the 90s because I was an MJ guy. I never got fatigued by the Lakers because I was a Kobe guy. Uh, but, you know, fatigue, I have LeBron fatigue, it's self-admitted. And, you know, I've, I've got a lot of fatigue when it comes to that. So I'm on that ledge of having Chiefs fatigue right now. I still enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes play because the dude can flat out ball. Uh, and then, but yeah, yeah, Eagles, Eagles is the way we're going to go uh, with this one. Uh, you know, households looking forward to seeing if that Eagles uh, team can pull through. And I respect Jalen Hurts a ton. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I, so I think um, I don't have an affinity to the Eagles. I, I, I'm i actually kind of the opposite because uh, my, the family Your ties goes yeah. to the Cowboys, right? right. So, yeah. Uh, but the Cowboys not making the Super Bowl, so yeah, you don't have to worry about that. The uh, NFC East is like you know heated when it comes to those markets, right? Yeah, they are. And so yeah, I've never I've never really liked the Eagles, but I will say this: I think that the Eagles are a better football team. And so if I'm betting, I pick the my 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 brain, my sports brain goes to the Eagles winning this football game. Uh, I, but but the, you know but the X the factor you got Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah they, and yeah. And here's the other thing. You bring up Jalen Hurts. It's kind of like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, and it's unfortunate that he, when he was due, the unfortunate circumstance was an injury. But these quarterbacks that have not proven their value over time, it's kind of like that Cam Newton MVP season. We talk about Peyton Manning. Is that he was the best player all season. He was unbelievable. The Panthers were dominant. Then he ran into a buzzsaw, which was that Broncos defense. Will the Eagles offense run into a buzzsaw, you know, with Chris Jones and some of the pieces that the Chiefs had on top of on top of yeah. Patrick Mahomes being the MVP and really the best quarterback yeah. and has been the best quarterback in the league for the last several years? I my, my mind's still saying that the Eagles overall are better. Though. Yes, because that Eagles offensive line is just freaking great. You know, like the O-line and the defensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles are that good. And the Chiefs have a really good defensive front, but not, you know, but the Eagles have the five pro bowlers or alternate pro bowlers uh, on that offensive line. So it'll be really interesting. But again, Jalen Hurts, I, I respect that guy for how he handled the Alabama Tua situation uh, like a very mature person. Uh, when he was very young 
and went to Oklahoma, learned a lot and balled out at Oklahoma, went to the NFL, was doubted, uh, had some failures, but really flipped it around. And, and the way he's leading that team is very impressive. Adam. Side note, before we get to good news, I believe here is like, you know, there's positive and negatives to anything. I think that the positive of the transfer portal is that young men, boys, whatever you want to call them in college, grow up and gain more life experience when you move, when you see different things, when you experience different you know, people and are around different people. And I think Jalen Hurts, his maturity was, was groomed by his experiences at Alabama, at Oklahoma, his successes. He didn't have a great start to his NFL career, right? Because he was working no. behind Carson Wentz. He's had to earn a lot of things, and I think that has paid off and why he's in the position he's currently in. Yeah, and I think to, to add to that transfer comment, uh, Jalen Hurts didn't just bail at the first opportunity. He stuck through for a year and learned from a different perspective behind Tua before he jumped to go get his at Oklahoma. All right, Zach, I know you've got it. You got a, You have a bet at BetMGM that you got lined up for this? I'll let I you get your bet. I, I, I haven't... I don't have one that I would be willing to give to the public. Yeah, that I, I usually don't like I'm doing too it. hot right now. I can't. Yeah, I hear I, you. No. I, that's that's fair. That's fair. So I've got one, and and I had a I had a one game parlay token at BetMGM to where I can if I if I lose it I get fifty percent back of what I spend in bonus bets uh, because of the the one game parlay token. So here's what I did. I did four legs plus two thirty. I think I can. I think I can. I feel good about this. Jalen Hurts. At least one passing touchdown. Travis Kelsey, 65 or more receiving yards. Chiefs, over nine and a half first half. Eagles, over nine and a half first half. So scoring. You don't want it to turn, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just need, I just need. You know, touchdown the field goal. Bucks side. Chiefs, though. <laughs> right, right. So, in, in high scoring, maybe not, but you, the Eagles score a lot in the first half uh, this year. The Chiefs have scored more in the second half uh, this year. But I think nine and a half. I'm not asking for that much. You know, uh, so plus two thirty hurts one passing touchdown. Kelsey sixty five plus receiving yards. Chiefs over nine and a half first half. Eagles over nine and a half first half. And you know what? If you lose in the first half, you get the second half to maybe maybe make it back. Yeah, and what I've got other stuff, right? I've got yeah, I've got yeah. a couple of player props. I, I had a I have a a a, a, a bonus bet on uh, Chiefs plus nine hundred uh, to win outright. So that happened several months ago. So I, I'm I'm in a good spot overall. Yeah. All right, Zach. Let's get to good news. Ain't that good news to wrap up our week? Send us to Super Bowl week, but first tell us about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your perfect make and model. Your new or used car, vehicle, SUV, they've got you covered right there. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Payne Bone owns the dealership. It's family-owned and operated. Tell them the A to Z Sports sent you. They're going to hook you up with an even better deal. The Palisade is the full-size SUV with third-row seating, all the bells and whistles. The Sonata four-door sedan that I love. The Ionic, which is battery-powered. Take a look at their fleet of vehicles online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. I told you guys earlier in the show, take advantage of this this week with BetMGM because you only got a couple more days to do it. That's sign up. If you haven't done it yet with BetMGM, do it. Sign up with code this week, SB100. That's SB100. And all you got to do is after that first deposit, you put your first real money wager 
down on either team money line. So it's $10 either team money line to win on Sunday. And you're going to get a hundred dollars in bonus bets when a single touchdown is scored. There's going to be a touchdown scored. So all you got to do put 10, 10 bucks down on the money line, either team to get a hundred dollars in bonus bets with BetMGM. win with SB 100 and take it before uh, we get to the game on Sunday. Time for good. news. Always wrap up our week with ain't that good news here on the show. Uh, so share your good news in the chat. I uh, see Darren says uh, for his birthday, his mom was able to find him Super Bowl 34 patch going to stitch it on his McNair jersey. That's kind of cool uh, to put that old school Super Bowl 34 patch right there on a throwback jersey. Uh, good news. Rooney says wife's birthday going on a dinner date. Uh, Zach, do you see some more good news here in the chat? Yeah, Ryan's out of jail. Facebook jail. Uh, almost almost out of, out of, almost. Oh, yeah, so he's still in jail. Uh, almost out of Facebook jail for after arguing with Chris. <laughs> Copy and paste Frazier. <laughs> Ryan, I respect that. You're fighting yeah. the good fight. Chris yeah. Frazier copying and pasting everybody else's work <laughs> on Facebook drives me insane. <laughs> it's, it, and Chris has been doing it to us for years. <laughs> like it drives me nuts. Well, CMP right there. CMP, yeah. copy and paste. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Denise, not probably going to get her good news, but good news, maybe after this game, no more mention of A.J. Brown. I don't foresee that happening, unfortunately. Jason says, good news, Titans have Derrick Henry, not Jonathan Taylor. He was a one-hit wonder. We'll find that out next year. He's just somebody that we used to know. Could be, could be. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? No, hit it, hit it. You got it. Uh, my good news is, and I've kept you up to date on the HOA decision oh, God. for the trash. Uh, they have screwed this community over, and I told the new management company, Bill, that SOB, I said, look, bud, you're going to create a community uprising, and it's not going to be good for you or the board. And it's not a threat. It's a promise. I just know how this thing works. And you're 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 ruining the community. You've come in here without any stake. You have no idea about what this community represents and how we work. And he tried to change a bunch of rules. He tried to honestly. I won't go into the full details. I'll do that another day. But he was trying to raise the HOA fee by like a hundred bucks for the next eighteen months trying to do all these renovations all at once in 18 months, have the community take out a $500,000 loan. And I told Bill, I go, Bill, it's not going to work. I promise you, bet your bottom dollar. I go, you're doing a poor job and you're not going to be here for long if you keep this BS up. And, you know, he sat there and ran his mouth. Oh, well, what do you know? I ran into Bill this week and I go, Bill, how we doing, pal? I go, I, I see that the HOA board and things are at a standstill. He goes, yeah, we're, we're, we're currently at a pause. I go, I know you're at a pause, Bill. I told you this was going to happen. You can't come into this community and run this thing like you don't care. And that's what you've done. I go, you've done a poor job. And the board, unfortunately, is not going to be the board next year because of your poor decisions on advising them. It's there. It's your job. You have the experience. But he's come in here and tried to set uh, a parameters. And honestly, there's some legalities that the board has not done 
that we as a community may seek legal action to hold them accountable. And I told oh, Bill my. that, and Bill's eyes kind of got oh noy. And so that's the bottom line. And Bill, unfortunately, pal, you messed with the wrong guy. And I told him that to start. And unfortunately, now we're going to kind of get into a, a battle that he's not going to win. So my good news is that this community is going to stay true to its roots and not going to have some other individual try to come in here and change a bunch of laws, not knowing what it represents. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I do this. I, I'm, I, I told him. I, and I will tell you that I go, Bill, I don't lie to people and I'm not going to start lying to you. Yeah. You know, uh, Steven, Zach attacking Bill from sea land and air. Nate says Zach loves going on crusades. Yeah. And I rallied the troops. I got the communal think I'm, you think I'm going to just go to sleep, pal. I don't sleep. I wake up early and I, this, this took me about three to four weeks. We rallied the neighbor, the neighborhood, and we put together, we got, and we got a lawyer on our side, which is hilarious, right? This guy thought that there wasn't a lawyer that knew that he was trying to, to work around the bylaws, but we're going to hold you to the bylaws. That's why they were written. So we've got a lawyer on our team. And so they have had a pause of all things. And so I like the direction and the trajectory that this is going. That's my good news. There you go. Uh, you're gonna be a, you're gonna be on the board next year <laughs> if you can house Bill. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, my good news this week is uh, Monday was my mom's birthday, and so this past Sunday, uh, went out to dinner uh, downtown Nashville. My wife, my parents, uh, my brother, and his girlfriend had a great time celebrating my mom's birthday. Uh, had some drinks after the fact on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening. Had a great time, and then uh, you know, continuing that into a big weekend with the Super Bowl and having some family time uh, to hopefully see uh, my wife's uh, hometown Philadelphia Eagles win a second Super Bowl in five years. That'd be a lot of fun. But my official good news, uh, my mom's birthday on Monday and having some good time on Sunday evening uh, celebrating that. And uh, a lot more birthdays uh, later on this month. It's big February's big birthday month for my family. So got my wife's later on uh, this month and my grandmother's as well. So uh, going to be a big birthday for us coming up in the next couple of weeks. There you go. Happy belated birthday. <clears throat> All right. So that'll do it for us. We will see you guys on Monday morning. Well, we'll know if it's the Eagles. We'll know if it's the Chiefs again uh, under Patrick Mahomes uh, to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Before you go to wrap up this week, make sure you give us that thumbs up on Facebook and on YouTube. Give us a like before you go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us and follow us on Facebook. We appreciate all you guys interacting for, with all of our content. More content on Instagram and TikTok as well. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. See you soon. Appreciate it as always. Adios.